0: Worried about cow farts and what they're doing to the environment? Well, you want to stay tuned. This is Into Tomorrow, up next. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little
1: help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com.
0: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G7 studios, the future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit dexcom.com to learn more. It's our 28th year covering the latest in consumer tech this for the weekend of July 28th, 2023, I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Yes. And we're about to enter my birthday month. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, but it's not until August 20th, so... Yeah, see, but we're just a few days away from the month. I know. I can't celebrate a whole month because mine's March 5th. So if I say it's my birthday month, people say, it's over. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's no, it. That's, Don't even get a week. That's your fault. Yeah. Actually, no. it's your parents' fault. Right. <laughs> Not my fault. You know. Although my mother always said, I, you know, this just in, or this just out, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But yes, it's almost your birthday month. <laughs> what are you going to be, 65, I think? <laughs> if, if I'm going by the way I feel, I'm going to be 89. Yeah, <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There are three things that we like to remind mm. our audience about that we feel are very important. Each okay. and every week. Yeah, back up your spam filters. And, uh, <laughs> no, no don't, back, don't back up your spam filters. <laughs> God. You back up your important data. Okay, including perhaps you want to consider an off-premise backup. Yes. So stick important things on a flash drive and put them at someone else's house. Well, and I've always done that. I have, I have
1: external hard drives, one for my work computer, one for my home computer. I keep my home backup at the office mm-hmm. and my work backup at home. Oh, so then then your home everyone,
0: backup is here yeah
1: and then I every once you. in a while i bring the devices to the proper location so i can redo a new backup and then bring them back
0: how often do you do that yeah i haven't done it in a few months i was yeah. going to say apparently not once a week as yeah, we well, advise so i haven't been backup. listening to the show <laughs> <laughs> great uh, the other uh, one the, we're thankful that the rest of you are listening to the show yeah yeah uh, one of the other things
1: is uh has to do with the spam filter Checking it, yes. <laughs> Checking your spam filter. Now, why on earth would you want to check
0: your <laughs> spam filter? In case you
1: have uh, that email sitting there from your long-lost uh, aunt and
0: uncle or, you know, grandma. Or, you know. or Graveline.com. Yeah.
1: Because you Price participated
0: team. on the show and you want to get prices. Yes. All right. Did you do all three? I, don't know, I can never remember what that third one is. It took your brother to remind you to um, sign up for our weekly tech newsletter. That one. It's very important. And it's free. Yeah.
1: And it won't cost you a thing. And it's once a week. Yeah. And it's very easy to do so. You just uh, go to com and you put your email address in the red box there. And then what? You, you <laughs> and sit you, and wait? Yeah. You sit, we'll sit and wait for you know a few moments to get that, that initial email that basically asks, hey, are you
0: sure you want to get this? Because and, we don't spam anyone. Right. So you'll get that email and then you click a link. It's Then voila, you get it. Yes. Sure? And at least you say it the right way. Voila. Not
1: not these people that go, and voila. God it irritates me. Does it really? It's not voila.
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry. I went off on a tangent there. Wow. <laughs> have you been to the platform formerly known as your Twitter page lately? No. That's because you don't have a Twitter account. Nobody it does anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and it's not gonna be very easy to deal with it because Elon Musk, of course, rebranding Twitter as X. Resulting in things like hashtag goodbye Twitter (laughs) trending (laughs) on various anti-social media, Musk noted that the current X logo will be refined, (laughs) quote-unquote. But he has even more issues, as it turns out that there are already hundreds of trademarks for the letter X. Oops. Including Microsoft and Zuckerberg's meta, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. If you go to X.com, of course, it just directs you to Twitter. So I'm wondering, the folks listening, what do you think of the new X instead of calling it Twitter? Yeah, in fact, Twitter's changed their official handle from
1: at Twitter to at X. So right now, if you attempt to access at Twitter, it just states, this account is no longer active. Follow at X for updates. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and all past at Twitter tweets or Xs or whatever they're going to call them now um, are now available in that at X account. And of course, that's not all. The Twitter Blue subscription service is now called at X Blue in its main description page. Now that means the majority of older official Twitter handles have dumped the Twitter name and replaced it with X. For instance, the at Twitter support at twitter dev and at twitter api are now at support at x developers and at a, api you know
0: that's i mean th- what do you say if you're going to say oh i got to do a tweet well you're not I doing a do tweet an anymore i got to do an x like you know, and it's like wait so there's a do, reason they're your you, X. you don't you, want to you do your X. Ex? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like, exactly it's like no <laughs> no 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 but that's what it sounds like and yeah. people are just going to wonder i guess they're going to continue yeah. to wonder but now we can just call it the x twitter platform yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. But you, know, you never know what somebody who's the richest man in the world most of the time and a genius all the time is going to do with something like this because it's like, what? who the heck thought of this and why? I get that he wants the platform to be everything. Mm-hmm. So I guess he could have called it everything.com or something. But then, oh, I got to go do everything. What, really? <laughs> that doesn't make sense either. But I, I don't know. Unless, now he's also, because he's a genius, he's also very possibly just doing this whole thing to get people like us to talk about it. Probably. And it gets more people to go to Twitter. Uh-huh. Or X. Or X. <laughs> <laughs> or something.com. <laughs> because they want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like you, who has not had a Twitter account, I'm sure you're very curious. Oh, yeah, immensely. Are you got. Gonna- <laughs> Oh, gosh. Because I'm at Dave Graveline for everything, all the anti-social media stuff. So if you don't follow me on everything, including, ooh, the new threads, uh, go there and and check it out. Or go to x.com and find me. I guess it's now x Dave Graveline? I don't know. But I'm on all of that stuff just to try to make people smile periodically or to say fun things that make you wonder about me. Yeah, so, you know, I, I like the you know the saying. I saw something
1: that was uh, you know I don't know how to Twitter, I can't TikTok, but you know what? I can write cursive, I can drive a stick
0: shift, and I can change my oil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, that's true. What does that say? <laughs> Slamming. The younger generations uh-huh. who have no clue. Yeah, well, speaking of younger generations, I heard of this new
1: thing that apparently uh, Gen Z is trying to do. It's um, uh, time blindness or something like that. What? I heard them talking about this. I think on the, the Five the other day about this. There's this new the excuse that they're trying to use, and you know, Gen Z talking about yeah, you know, I don't, you know, it's, it's it's hard for me to figure out how much time I need to get from here to there. So you know, talking about like being late. That's the, their excuse now for being late. I suffer from time blindness. <laughs> And they you suffer from
0: stupidity. They apparently,
1: have gotten some doctors to, to back them
0: up and say, "Yeah, oh, it's an actual thing." You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, some doctors will do anything. You yeah. know, pay them a couple of bucks and they'll say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But that's a shame. Yeah. Samsung added to its lineup of foldables with the debut of the lighter and slimmer Galaxy Z Flip Five and Galaxy Fold Five. The company's latest lineup also includes the Galaxy Tab S Nine with an S Pen. And the Watch 6, and Watch 6 Classic with bigger displays. I don't know how much bigger you want to have on your wrist, but it's got a bigger display. I am currently looking to check out the new Pixel Fold, so I'm wondering if anyone listening has any thoughts on that one. Anyone got one? Do you like it? Do you have the Samsung Fold that it's competing with? I mean, they're both 1800 freaking dollars. But do you have either? Do you like one of the other or whatever? Just want to get some listener input on these folds, but especially the big ones, because I'm trying to decide if I want to go that route or not. I'm happy with my uh, three-year-old iPhone 11. <laughs> <laughs> See, and my Samsung Galaxy Note 20 is fine. Nothing wrong with it, except for all the things that I hear you complain about. Well, I don't complain it. I complain about the fact that I keep dropping it so I've got chunks <laughs> out of the out of the case. But that's the case. The and phone and itself I, and is and I've fine. told you
1: it's it's life telling you you need a new phone. Really? Yeah. You think that's what it is? Yeah, you're supposed to be the the self-proclaimed king of tech. I'm, I would have
0: never said <laughs> that. <laughs> never <laughs> once have I said that. Okay. Well, others have called you the self-proclaimed king of tech. Well, that's that's others. <laughs> <sighs> I'm curious though. What what does anyone else listening think? About these new foldable phones, especially the new Pixel Fold, or its uh, its comparable competitor, the Samsung Fold, and see what happens. (laughs) Listening to your favorite songs
1: uninterrupted on Spotify is about to get a little pricier. The audio streamer has announced that it's raising the price of all of its premium plans. In the U.S., this means a premium single subscription is going from $10 a month to $11 a month. It's first increase since Spotify launched over a decade ago. Its premium family and student plans are also going up by a dollar, now costing seventeen and six per month, respectively. Premium Duo has the largest bump going up two dollars per month
0: from thirteen Ooh. to fifteen. But otherwise the ones going up a buck a month and they haven't for many, many years. Nice. And I'm not a Spotify user at all, but that doesn't seem unreasonable yeah, to and, me. Well, and it's their first increase in, yeah. the, in the decade they've been around. So. so I think that's fair. If you yeah.
1: like Spotify and you want to keep liking it, you pay a buck more. I just hope that this means a little bit more of, the, of that fraction of a cent goes to the artists that, yeah, that they're paying. Which I'll bet does not. No. Because I, I think I read something somewhere where you know the the, the average payout to these artists are, is like a
0: 16th of a cent per play or something. Oh, my gosh. You know. Yeah, you got to wonder. And again... If you like a favorite group or artist in particular, you want to support them. But if this isn't supporting them well, then buy their merch. Yeah. <laughs> Do other things, go to their concerts, etc. But if you are enjoying things like Spotify, keep enjoying. Yeah. We want your opinion. You can hit that uh, Ask Dave Red Microphone at intotomorrow.com. <laughs> In today's connected world, high-speed
1: internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35,000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35,000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available
0: where you live and work. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on
1: file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com slash compatibility
2: you're listening to into tomorrow i'm cameron graveline reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes call 800-899-INTO use a free into tomorrow app or click the ask dave microphone at intotomorrow.com now back to the guys
0: oh that would be us that would be thank you cameron very good yes 11 going on 21 or something Mm -hmm. he is. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by
1: Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry Podcasting makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow your show. Visit blubrry.com. I shall do that. We're talking cow farts. I beg your pardon? (laughs) Well, you're going to stay tuned. Oh. Not you. You're going to be stay tuned anyway because you're... Conducting the interview. Oh, that's true. I guess I have to stay too. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, uh, we're going to be joined by Dr. Robert Kester. He's the Chief Technology Officer of Emissions for Honeywell. They've created a solution that simplifies methane emissions measurement, and they help businesses achieve their sustainability targets. So it's not just about cows, although right. they play a
0: role. Yeah, quite a big role. <laughs> yeah, quite a big role that methane. the the methane methane oh okay so that's coming up in a few minutes yes all right we all know you should use sunscreen but what key items should we be looking for on the bottle with this week's into tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by human touch here's victoria ladak thanks dave when choosing a sunscreen the american dermatology association recommends an spf of 30 or higher SPF 15 blocks about 93% of UVB rays, while SPF 30 blocks about 97%. Look for broad spectrum on the bottle, which means sunscreen protects skin from both UVA and UVB rays. UVA rays can prematurely age your skin, while UVB rays cause sunburn. Water-resistant sunscreen will stay on wet or sweaty skin for longer before you need to reapply. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Always great tips, and tis the season, so don't get burned. We've warned you. Yeah, just don't make the mistake I did a couple years ago and try that
1: SPF 100 because that thing left a film. That I was like peeling sunscreen off my body when I was done.
0: <laughs> well, you weren't peeling sunburn, but no. sunscreen. Yeah. yeah, be careful about that, I guess. <laughs> the Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, as always, is brought to you by Human Touch for products that help you recover, revitalize, and relax every day. Be sure to check them out at humantouch.com. Greg in Manchester, Tennessee, welcome into tomorrow.
2: Hey, Dave and uh, guys, I was going to suggest a new uh, a desktop app, or I think it goes on your phone. Yeah, it goes on your phone, too, but it's called FING, F-I-N-G, and it tells you what devices are on your Internet, your IP address. So it just gives you loads of information. The best thing is free, unless you want to buy the paid version, but the free version is what I'm using, and it tells a lot of information. You can look for devices on your Internet for security and tells you how secure your Wi-Fi is and all that. Anyway, it's a great app. It's free. I don't own the company, anything to do with the company, but just suggesting this app I found, F-I-N-G.
0: Well, thank you, Greg. We appreciate that. Listeners, helping other listeners, some of our most favorite calls. And I love how he said, best thing is it's free. Yeah, We always love to promote the free stuff, especially. Yeah, they got a paid version. So if you like the free version and you want more features typically, then you can pay for it if you want. But yeah. anytime somebody can recommend something free to help folks, That's always good. This would be a good time to remind Greg and the other listeners that uh, if you don't
1: hear from our prize team after you've participated on the show, you check your spam filters. That's true,
0: because if we're stuck in your spam filter, you're not going to know. Yeah, Unless you check it. Yeah. So do check it and get us out of spam. It just happens because it's the prize team, so they pick up on words like prize. Oh, probably spam. Well, it isn't, but, you know, that's that. John in Decatur, Alabama, welcome into tomorrow. Hey, John.
2: I was wondering if it's possible to have a Wi-Fi router go bad and be hardwired and still work.
0: Well, John, yes, actually, it sure is. The wireless part of a router is not any different than any other radio transmitter, and it can break while the actual routing part continues to work. Having said that, if the router is not able to send the wireless signal, it's likely a better idea to replace it altogether rather than to plug it into an access point to give it wireless capabilities. There's no real way to know what else may be broken at that point. Now, if you haven't already, uh, go
1: into your router's settings. Uh, It's typically possible to disable the wireless transmission of a Wi-Fi router to use it as a traditional wired router. So you may just have a working router with the Wi-Fi part turned off. The most typical way to access the settings is via a web browser uh, by navigating to the router's IP address, which you can usually find in your network settings. Uh, You'll likely need a password to log in as well, which may be printed on the underside of the router itself. Now, it's worth taking a a look and confirming that the Wi-Fi functionality is not just turned off before spending any money on a
0: replacement if you may uh, already have a fully working device. Well, that's a good piece of advice there, too. Make sure that it didn't just somehow get turned off it's been known to happen even with a power spike or something like that you know you might end up with what the heck happened oh somehow the wi-fi got turned off and that can happen any number of ways, so check that first, John. Yeah, and it might be a good
1: idea if you have if you've had issues with your Wi-Fi anyway. You know, using this opportunity to get one of those Wi-Fi extender the the mesh systems like the Netgear Orbi right. because those just plug into a regular router anyway, and those devices are your Wi-Fi router. So if you've True. had signal issues in in the past anyway, maybe
0: look at adding a mesh system to this existing router and maybe increasing your Wi-Fi functionality. And not only for John, but for anyone else listening with a similar issue, of course, all of what we talked about will be in our show notes, or by the time you hear this, are in our show notes, uh, thanks to uh, H and his team. So you can visit us at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of July 28th, and you'll see John's call or hear it and our answers as well. And folks like Greg and John, who participated this week on the program and others, They win prizes just for participating, whether you're a listener helping other listeners or you have a question about anything involving tech, like John did, or you want to share some tech rage, we'll keep our finger on the bleep button. Also makes for good radio when we have to bleep stuff, so don't worry, we'll take care of that. Uh, Share your tech rage with us, whatever the case. Chris is going to tell you that there are three ways to participate, not counting a courier pigeon. Right. which is not very high-tech, so we don't do that too often. Right. But if you've got a Courier Pigeon, you want to send it to the studios with a note, we'll go for it
1: yeah. yeah otherwise you
0: could use the Into Tomorrow
1: app there's a message to studio button in there that uh, will uh, send a message right to us you can do a similar thing uh, on our website Intotomorrow.com, with that ask Dave microphone record a message and send it right to the studio or if you're old fashioned and you like using your phone as a phone you can uh, mash them buttons and uh, dial us at 800-899-INTO that's 800-899-4686 there
0: you go you got the digits now stay tuned because we've got a cool interview coming up and we're also going to tell you what's available for prizes currently when you participate. Either way, let's meet it into tomorrow.com. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses. From digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts, our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245
2: today. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production.
0: Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511 or visit
1: onholdaudio.net.
0: back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 28th year covering the latest in consumer tech, all sorts of things that, of course, uh, are important to you as it relates to technology. And we thank you for tuning into the program. Thank you even more when you participate on the program, not just because we send prizes to everyone that we hear on the show but because we want to answer your questions, address your concerns, share your tech rage, whatever the case might be. So join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience. And, of course, there are three easy ways. One is our 800 number, anytime, 24-7, as I mentioned, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You can also use, and that's preferable, our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a little button that says Message the Studio, and you sound like you're right here with us in the studio when you use the app. Or on any device with a microphone and a browser, you can visit us at intotomorrow.com and click on the little red Ask Dave mic button. Also, anytime at your leisure methane leaks are apparently a significant contributor to climate change. Well, Honeywell has created a solution that simplifies methane emissions measurement and helps businesses as they strive to achieve their corporate sustainability targets. Joining us from Honeywell, the chief technology officer for their emissions control and reduction group is Dr. Robert Kester. Dr. Kester, welcome into tomorrow. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks a lot, Dave.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. A lot of talk about methane, and and many people are saying that it's a significant contributor to climate change. Why is that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, around uh, greenhouse gases, you know, a lot of people are aware of of carbon dioxide or or CO2. You know, it's gotten a lot of publicity. But what people aren't aware of is is methane or, or natural gas, as a lot of people Uh, know it is is 25 times you know more potent at trapping heat than co2 you know over a a hundred year time period so it's it's a you know probably the most significant uh, greenhouse gas that we should be concerned about Interesting.
0: Now, does this relate somehow to cows as well? I mean, I hear I
2: hear a yeah. lot of that, right? I mean, it does. Agriculture, you know, um, landfills, you know, it's, it's a naturally occurring gas, but, you know, there are industries where there's a significant amount of it, and so tackling, you know, doing what we can to tackle um, methane emissions is going to help us as we're trying to, you know keep keep the planet cooler so we don't have to experience summers like the one we're we're experiencing today you know this year right? oh yeah I mean we're
0: in Miami and we never ever have temperatures approaching 100 degrees well we have lately I mean it hasn't gone over 100 never does but boy it's your the feels like has been like 113 107 and it's like wow so yeah stay inside as as much as you can by all means but there are other impacts uh, of methane leaks, right? That, that folks need to be concerned
2: about. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, you know, with methane, there's, there's a few things, not only is it bad for the environment, but it's also a very valuable commodity that we use in our everyday lives. Right. So it's, it's, you know, what I use to heat my home or to, to cook with, and it's also a a feedstock into many other you know, everyday household uh, products that we consume and, and utilize. Right. But anything that's leaking that we could consume, I mean there's it's literally dollars that are, are leaving these facilities, making these sites inefficient. You know, back in twenty twenty one, for example, the industry lost about nineteen billion dollars worth of natural gas just from from leaks alone. So not only is it bad for the environment, there's you know it's bad for corporations and their their top line bottom line and then then the last thing is is methane's also an explosive gas so there's also a a safety element to it so it's in everyone's best interest to to capture and, and catch methane leaks as soon as possible. And no doubt
0: this is impacting, as you mentioned, several different areas. So why are leaks such a problem? One would think that, you know, if you're leaking anything, a garden hose, you know, wrap it or do whatever yep. you got to do. <laughs> but apparently it's not that easy. And if and if we have that many leaks in various industries and so forth, how does one fix that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's difficult, right? It's a gas. It's odorless. It's colorless you know all those things make it really challenging for the industry to 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 capture and so right now they're they're kind of doing the best they can but it's it's very manual you know they're driving around in in trucks going to sites on a survey basis periodic basis you know and they find what they can you know they fix what they can find the problem is the infrastructure is so big right that they can only revisit sites maybe a couple times a year. Gee. And so these leaks can occur, you know, anytime in between and last for months and months before they're discovered and fixed again. And, and this is where they, you know, oftentimes these companies are coming to Honeywell to solve their most difficult problems. And so around methane leaks, they've they've come to us and said, hey, can you guys develop you know, better solutions for us? And that's where we've leveraged all the technologies that, that we've developed for other industries and come up with continuous monitoring devices so we've we've removed a lot of the the human element and so now you can literally deploy these coke bottle sized sensors we, we call them uh, Signal Scout Versatile Signal Scout and you just drop them off at the site and they they you know have their own energy and and connectivity and they'll literally send out notifications to operators when there's a, a methane leak, how big it is and, and where it's occurring. So you don't you don't have to go to a site to find the leaks. Now you you get notified when the leaks occur, so you're going to sites to, to fix them, which is better for the business and better for the environment. So we're uh, excited about it.
0: Oh, as well you should be, because no doubt that's a whole lot better than a couple of times a year some people walking around with monitoring devices and trying to find those leaks, for example. Is this what you guys refer to as the end-to-end emissions management suite?
2: Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's part of it. So the full end-to-end actually... You know once you get this data it's like okay well what do you do with it now and that's where our end-to-end comes in is we have a you know our software platform that'll pull in this data not only do we tell them where the leaks are and when to fix them but we're also measuring you know how much is leaking out okay and that's important for you know the ceo of the company the cfo all the way down to operations to understand their environmental impact but then also financial impact and having this data in, in real time really provides an opportunity for the the industry to you know address the issue to find their their problem spots to fix them and and put a real dollar and cents you know value to all of their actions and, and by having the, the data available and transparent you know, it's just going to make for, for better operations across the, the industry.
0: So, Robert, I'm wondering now if you've had a chance to implement enough of these uh, EMS systems to have some uh, good results yet?
2: Yeah, yeah, we we have. Like, we've launched the product this year. We're getting uh, really great feedback from our early adopters as they're rolling it out. And and what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, at Honeywell, we're, we're not just a digital tech you know, company, we actually produce a lot of our own chemicals. So, this is this is a journey that we're on with our own customers, where we're deploying this technology at our own sites, where we used to manually look for leaks. Now we're we're detecting them automatically and continuously, and um and and we have our own initiative towards net zero by uh, 2035, and and this is a key part of of our own commitment to uh, decarbonizing our operations.
0: Yeah, because I'm wondering what else is Honeywell doing in the whole sustainable technology space as it is.
2: Yeah. So so this this solution, our our you know end-to-end emissions monitoring solutions, a key part of it because we're pretty much telling our business what our uh, you know carbon intensity, carbon footprint is and where our leaks are to to find and fix but you know not only for our operations but for our customers we also have a, a number of technologies to reduce and offset our emissions and and so we have a lot of technology around green hydrogen which you'll hear about you know as a substitute gas um you, there's also carbon capture and sequestration where we can actually pull carbon out of uh, you know the air out of operations mm. um and then we have electrification technologies and and even sustainable aviation fuel. So when you're flying on planes, Honeywell's hoping to to reduce the carbon impact of, of your your flight travel. Yeah, so, we, we did yeah. a
0: recent interview with one of your counterparts about that, and, and the response was amazing. People were saying, I, I didn't know there was such a thing. So a continued good work from Honeywell, and we certainly appreciate the work you guys are doing. Where can our audience go? Is there a website for more info on what you and I have been talking about?
2: Yeah. So if you go to Honeywell.com and then you can search for emissions management solution or, or sustainability, you'll, you'll learn all about uh, this technology and others.
0: Excellent. Dr. Robert Kester, Chief Technology Officer for the Emissions Control and Reduction Group with Honeywell. Thanks so much for joining us into tomorrow. Look forward to chatting with you again. No doubt there's going to be more and more good news as you continue to work on this.
2: Hey, thanks a lot, Dave. Have a good one.
0: You too. It's our pleasure. Awesome. And of course, visit us anytime. We'll have a link for you at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: In today's connected world, high-speed Internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet. America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35,000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35,000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.
0: How would you like to feel your best every day? Your best every day. Your GasX for tech. And of course, we hope always entertaining and informative. Oh, and of course, always free. Even our podcasts, you don't have to pay for them like some other tech shows want to make you do. That's absurd. We're born on the radio and raised by technology. You're tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. I didn't do it that much, (laughs) but I did. Yeah, okay. That's my thing. It's my that's your thing. Mark, I don't. Oh,
1: God. Chris has a trademark. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. You can text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to
0: 35000. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Hey, the first traffic light in the U.S. goes up. A telephone pioneer goes down. And one of the first mass-produced PCs is unveiled. Oh, yeah. It all happened this week. In tech history,
2: jump aboard the time machine. You got mail.
0: Time to head into yesterday with this week yesterday. Of tech yesterday, yesterday, day day. Here's Chris. Chris, 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 Chris.
1: This week back in 1914, the American Traffic Signal Company installed the first electric traffic light to be used in the United States. Installed on the corner of East 105th Street and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, it featured just two colors, red and green, with the words stop And move, (laughs) stop and move. Okay. Bells on each pole rang when the traffic is to proceed. Two long rings for Euclid Avenue traffic, and one long ring for East 105th Street. That wouldn't be confusing at all. Yeah, like, can you imagine (laughs) if that's what we went with these days? Yeah, I don't like that. This week in 1922, telephone pioneer Alexander Graham Bell died. Two days later, every telephone in the U.S. and Canada went silent as the Bell system shut down every one of its switchboards and switching stations for one minute in memory of Bell. That wouldn't really like a, a rim shot
0: kind of thing. No, but it was a memory, I guess. Oh, I so, yeah.
1: Yeah. During this time, none of the 13
0: million telephones in operation could be used. And and you couldn't use a modem either.
1: Uh, they, they didn't have modems. Yeah, I know. But if they did,
0: if they did, yeah. you couldn't have used your
1: modem. That's true.
0: Because everything was down for a whole minute. Yeah. That must have driven some people crazy. Probably not. Like 911. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, This week in
1: 1977, Tandy Corporation's uh, (laughs) TRS-80, one of the world's first mass-produced personal computers, was unveiled at New York's Warwick Hotel. Sold through Radio Shack, which was owned by Tandy at the time, the $600 system featured a black-and-white monitor, cassette tape storage, 4 kilobytes of RAM, and a 1.78 megahertz processor. Until 1982,
0: the TRS-80 was the best-selling PC line, outselling the Apple II series five to one. But see, you were right early on when you said the Trash-80, because that's what a lot of people referred to it as. But it did a pretty good job outselling Apple. Well, that's what happens when a leather company makes a computer.
1: Yeah. Because most people don't realize that Tandy started off as a leather company. It was the Tandy Leather Company. And how are they doing now? Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And this week in 1991, Tim Berners-Lee released files describing his idea for the World Wide Web. Uh? Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web two years earlier while working at CERN, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. The decision was made, thankfully, to release the World Wide Web into public domain rather than profiting from it. As a result, the World Wide Web is now a part of our everyday life. Ah. They did.
0: They did. That's it, our yeah. uh, look back at this week in tech history, history, history. History, history, history. history, history. Chris's history, history, history. Uh, I am? No, Chris's oh. history. Oh, okay. well, Not Chris he- is. Chris is uh, possessive. Oh, okay. I could have used a severance package. From us? Oh well, yeah. Uh, Here's a nickel. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) It will pay you to the end of the day. Right, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Come on, it's radio. You don't do it to get rich. Oh, if you're a gamer, this is for you though. Qualcomm has launched its S3 Gen 2 sound platform for low latency audio in gaming. With support for Snapdragon sound, Qualcomm has also signed a multi-year deal with Sony to keep Snapdragon processors in Xperia smartphones. And YouTube is testing competitive online games. The Wall Street Journal reports citing an internal Google email inviting employees to participate in the initial trials. A YouTube representative says that we are always experimenting with new features. Yeah, okay. But... At least, if you're a gamer, you got some additional good news there as it relates to Snapdragon and stuff. Yeah. Meta has created a new tool geared towards those who may have
1: to hop on an early morning meeting or simply feeling less than camera ready. Messenger and Instagram now offer the option to video call with a Meta avatar Oh, <laughs> so instead of your own face, it's, it's your, avatar. your avatar. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Available across Android and iOS, the feature is billed as, quote, a third option between camera off and camera on. <laughs> that still allows users to feel present during a call. The avatar's movements will correspond to the user's own, but won't actually show any their physical features. The company says that over a billion avatars have been created to date. Wow. And while most avatars are human, a few have animal personas, meaning that you might find yourself on a video call with a cartoon llama.
0: <laughs> or any number of other things yeah <laughs> uh, but still at the end so that everybody knows you still need to say goodbye yeah otherwise how do they know you're finished exactly peacock began running twisted metal based on a video game where players participate in a lethal demolition derby oh. the half hour show is set in the post-apocalyptic u.s of 2022 Which suggests that now we would be in that post-apocalyptic U.S. I feel like it sometimes. Yeah. In in some ways, that's also very true. So Mm -hmm. do you play Twisted Metal or do you watch it, I guess? It's a video game, but now do you watch it on Peacock? That seems a bit odd, Mm -hmm. but curious to know some folks' opinions. According to new reports, a Mac monitor
1: smart home display might be in the works. Netizens have seen the launch of a ton of Mac monitors in the past, but this one is new to them. The report claims that this monitor would be able to become a smart home display when it's not in use. Apple fans would need to take this information with a grain of salt, as there's no official confirmation. However, considering that it came from Mark Gurman, a reputable Apple tipster, fans can be in anticipation from the available information on this product would be the first of its kind and might reshape the entire Mac lineup.
2: That ought to keep the little squirts happy.
0: You know what else keeps the little squirts happy? What's that? Even the big squirts? Visiting us at intotomorrow.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M dot Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts
1: and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com slash compatibility.
0: As we continue bringing you further Into Tomorrow, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion
1: of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Changing the game for people living with all types of diabetes. Visit D E X C O
0: M. Com. I mentioned earlier you want to stay tuned so we can let you know what prizes we have available for you these days. When you call in for any reason, if you're heard on the show, you win. What do they win these days? Well, we got P tests. Oh, great. <laughs> we have some more of them, and they're very <laughs> popular. They're at-home urine tests from Vivu to track your
1: body's wellness. There you go. Uh, from Creative, we've got live cam sync V3 plug-and-play webcams. V3. Yes, from Obvious Solutions, Minder, Portable, Folding Bluetooth Keyboards. And our big prize from Brondell, they've been providing one of these every month, a pro-sanitizing air purifier. This removes dust, dander, pollen, smoke, and airborne viruses, and it's worth
0: 800 bucks. And it's worth every penny. I have one in my office. We have one in our studio. I mean, this really helps clean things up. You don't hear Chris and I being as nasal as we used to be. Mm -hmm. And that's thanks to the Brondell air purifiers. So you might win one of those, and all you have to do is participate. And when you do, we ask you to let us know which of the items you'd like. Mention two or three things, and we'll do our best to get one of them to you. And you can participate any number of ways, but at least at intotomorrow.com. Walter from, he says, everywhere USA. Well, that's not a lot of information, but he sent
1: the following email. He says, Great show, guys. I listen to you every Sunday at work. My parents live very rural, as in cellular is almost useless. Oh. About a year ago, I purchased an amplifier, just barely did the job with the help of an old 12-foot aluminum satellite dish pointed at the only tower in the area, wow. which was about eight miles on the other side of the mountain. They don't want satellite, so what would you suggest for a stronger cellular signal? Also, what are your thoughts on the Brave browser?
0: Well, Walter, you can't really repeat or boost what isn't there. So you probably only have two options. First, you could try a booster with a bigger, better antenna, or even change the placement of your current one to a location with hopefully some better cell reception. And if there isn't a place with better reception or a better
1: antenna doesn't help, then you're probably looking at plugging in your own tower. Uh, That can happen in two ways, but they will require Internet service. They can just set their phone to Wi-Fi calling, which most carriers support, and their incoming and outgoing calls will automatically be routed through their internet connection for free. Now, this is less common nowadays because of the cheaper and easier Wi-Fi solution, but you may still be able to get them on a Cell device that they can plug into their router and to power. A device like that will act as a mini cell phone tower and give their phone regular cell phone service. Again, you
0: still got to have some signal in the area. Now, that option is harder to find these days. And it needs to come from their service provider. But it may be worth giving your carrier at least a call to see if it can be done, if they still have them available.
1: Now for your other question, the Brave browser is getting more popular, uh, but it's been a little scammy so far. Uh, The engine behind it is Chromium, so it should perform the same as Chrome and Edge. But they've been caught changing URLs to include their referral codes to make money from users' purchases. Oh. They've also done some shady things with cryptocurrency. Um, so if you want to use it, it should be relatively safe. But their promises about privacy disappear when they stand to make money. And without the privacy angle, they're just another Chromium browser. Yeah. And if that's the case, Walter, just use Chrome. Yeah. If you
0: like the Chromium engine, if you will, yeah, just which, use Chrome. Which, I use Chrome. Yeah, which by far is the most popular browser in the country. Yeah. Well, exactly. in the world, really. <laughs> I, I use Chrome and Firefox predominantly. Yeah, I want to say I, Chrome had an 80-something percent market share. Yeah. So. yeah. It's almost like Android. You know, a lot of people think, oh, everybody has an iPhone. No, they don't. Not by far yeah. around the world. It's mostly Android. But you know, same thing here. It's mostly Chrome in terms of browser, in spite of the fact that others like Brave and, and even Firefox and Edge, please, Microsoft Edge. I'll give you an edge. Um, And others, opera and so forth, they might like to make you think otherwise. See what happens. Let us know what works for you. Brad in Tyler, Texas. Hey, Brad.
2: I currently have a phone that is needing to be upgraded, and I'm thinking about going to a wearable only and not even having a phone. Are there any wearables like watches that are all-encompassing where that would be an easy transition to make? I text a lot and use my phone quite a bit.
0: Well, Brad, yes and no. You can get watches that can have their own mobile connection, and they are able to send text messages and make voice calls, or even do things like stream music and make NFC payments. There are several problems, though. Their mobile plans typically assume that they're an add-on to a phone's plan. So you need to tack your watch onto someone's phone plan to get it. Making calls and responding to texts using your voice works reasonably well, but it's really a pain day to day. Think about how many times you might text someone back in a crowded environment. Do you really want to be dictating all of your responses aloud to your wrist and Can they hear it with the background noise?
1: And you'll also most likely want to carry Bluetooth earbuds with you at all times. They're not strictly necessary, but trying to have a phone call with a speaker and a microphone at your wrist is not great. Um, Again, you'll be broadcasting your call to everyone around you, but also in louder environments, it'll be hard to hear what the other person is saying. You really be better off with a $30 Android phone or even a flip phone than an expensive wearable um, if what you want is really just to make phone calls and texts.
0: Yeah, and especially because at the end of your call, you say you text a lot and you use your phone quite a bit well then why would you want to get rid of your phone so we're a little confused by that Brad but I hope the input that we provided helps you out a bit David in Atlanta Georgia hey David hey Dave I'm looking for a way to improve the Wi-Fi in my house often my TV set which is Wi-Fi loses its signal and my kids tell me videos they are watching on their phone are slow But I do speedtest.net, and I get 100, 150 MIP downloads. So I am confused. I have reset my router. I've added an extender to my system. Still doesn't seem to improve any suggestions. Well, David, there could be multiple causes, unfortunately, for what you're seeing. Rather than bad Wi-Fi, you could be paying an ISP, or Internet Service Provider, who just can't keep up with demand during especially busy times. If you're running your speed tests when you have time, rather than when the issue is happening then it could be a problem at ISP level during those peak times.
1: Yeah, another thing that could be at play is very cheap hardware. Cheap routers are nowhere near as good, as reliable, or as able to handle a heavy load as more expensive routers. Uh, Routers are computers, so their processors and RAM can be overwhelmed by heavy usage, and very cheap routers often suffer from that problem. So assuming those are not the cause, then you probably want to set up a mesh system rather than an extender.
0: Yeah, we had a problem even here the other day because we had a cheap switch that just couldn't handle things, and we had to buy another switch. Can you imagine? We did. Mm -hmm. But it came in, and you haven't set it up yet. But I'm sure you will. Sure. Anyway, you can get popular consumer mesh systems from Google, Netgear, and Eero. The price, of course, will vary quite a bit. Google will be the cheapest at about $100 per access point, while Eero's system quickly crosses well into four-figure territory, but of course you get what you pay for.
1: And regardless of what you pick, they're all reasonably solid and much, much better than a traditional extender. Your devices will only need to remember one network and the mesh system will take care of giving each device the best signal they can get from the base station that's best suited to provide it.
0: Yeah. All of our show notes with that information and everything else that we talk about on the show every week is available for you, of course, David, at intotomorrow.com and check it out again at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime 24-7,
1: In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.